We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Carmelo Anthony episode podcast, number 15 of the of the Swider Show. Super excited to be back. Obviously, it's been a busy couple weeks. I've been back and forth between the G League, NBA. Got my first uh, big minutes last game, so super excited to be back and, and talking to you guys now, but... How you been, Patty? I mean, it's been what, I've been almost as good as you, brother. But I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into all that. I will say uh, it is the Carmelo episode, given that it's fifteen. He's not on the episode. He's not an interview. We don't have an interview. One day he'll be on, though. He's personal, a future guest for sure. Yeah, that's my personal guarantee. But um, <laughs> speaking of which, we just finished watching the Orange absolutely beat the shit out of the Virginia Tech Hokies. So I mean, that's why. This episode will be about you, as as a lot of the episodes have been, deservedly so. Maybe this one the most deserved. But uh, <laughs> quick, did you watch? Did you watch the Cuse game? Yeah, I was able to watch it. it. It's always it's always fun. I feel like Syracuse has probably like two or three of those games every single year. Where every the, year, where the zone just completely just takes out the the other team, um, and that's that's part of Coach Beheim's genius. You know what I mean? I just think. Came in today, Joe was hot from the beginning, Jesse was dominant, Malik came in and gave us really good minutes and, and kind of took over that forward position, and I just think overall it was just a great effort from the Orange. Um, so just, it just it just seemed like overall just good game good game for us, and I don't know, what did you think, Patty? I was very impressed, yeah. Um, one thing I will say is ACCNX, it's the hardest thing to stream on in the entire world, so I have a personal vendetta against those guys now because it took me like... 20 minutes to try and stream the game. I don't know if you guys experienced that as well. but um, Yeah, I didn't, I didn't love the ACC and X. I felt a little disrespected by yeah. it, too. And X, yeah. like, come on. But I no, felt a little I mean, disrespected by it. That was a very big win. What, 11 and 6, right? They moved to? 11 and 6 now. Yep, right in the mix in the ACC. 4, four and um, 2 in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, this is like a pretty tough stretch of games here, but they played well in Virginia. They just beat Virginia Tech pretty badly. Um, so yeah, they're definitely trending in the right direction. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I I think I think with the with how the ACC set up this year, there's no real, I mean, no real dominant team, right? I mean, nah. my I guess Miami's been pretty good. Duke's been okay. 
North Carolina's been up and down. So I, I and I like the way I like the way we're trending. We obviously our last three halves of basketball have been really good halves. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited for this team. Obviously, like I said from the beginning of the year, it's going to be an up and down season. It's going to be um, it's going to be one of those things where the team's going to get better throughout the year. And Syracuse looks totally different in February and in March than they do in November. So it's yeah. just constantly a a work in progress. But I mean, Bayheim's Bayheim's figuring this team out. Yeah, he's definitely got them like in a spot that they want. I'm sure the whole coaching staff is that way. But, yeah, that was an awesome win. But um, we kind of started with that just because it's top of mind. The game ended like 20 minutes ago. But it's wider. What a week. <laughs> I mean, when you when you think back on this week, I guess All right, I want to start with the Hawks game. We'll, we'll go chronologically here. Um, well, let's, let's even game. go before that. The night before that, I played in, in a... I was going to say, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. my first question to you is, one thing I'm curious about, I'm sure a lot of the listeners, so you're on a two-way deal. Yes. Big thing in the NBA, big adjustment from college to the pros is back-to-backs. You actually happen to play a back-to-back-to-back. You're with the South Bay Lakers on Thursday. You get called up Friday. So, my question is, is what is that like process kind of like? Are you getting yeah. a call in the morning... And is it there's a lot of injuries with you guys right now? Is it is it more so team need or um, I guess like yeah, just kind of walk us through. Are you waking up to a text from you know Darvin Ham like hey man, you're in uniform tonight or, or how's it go? Yeah, so I, I knew it could be a possibility just based on the injuries that we have on our team. Obviously, Austin Reeves out front of the pod. Yep. Um, and then and then Lonnie's out, Troy's out. Uh, AD's obviously out, and then LeBron um, has been in and out of the lineup as well. So this this kind of gave us gave me and Sky the opportunity to come up and be with the team and kind of be around the team. And they called us up, t- tell us that we're going to be around for Thursday and Saturday. What was it? Friday, what was Saturday. Games? Yeah. Friday, Saturday, and then possibly uh, Tuesday. Denver, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, Tuesday. Uh, no, Monday. Monday. It was Monday. Yeah, yeah. So whirlwind of a week. Days of the week don't matter. Whirlwind. Game days are off days. Where you're from? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So uh, Wednesday, Wednesday we 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 played in a G League game, uh, and that was probably my best game in in the G League so far. Obviously, 16 points, and thought I was starting to feel it from three and and getting better, getting getting going, starting to get my legs back. Finally, feeling around like 80, 85 percent now of, of getting my wind back and getting the weight that I want, and my foot speed, and everything like that. So, that that game that game went well. We ended up winning that game, and then uh, Thursday play against the play against the Hawks, and um, uh, it was just a great overall team win um, from, from the beginning. But so Max Max, for example, played the night before our G League game with the NBA team, played with us in the G League. Mm-hmm. Played in in the in both games in the back to back, so he played four games in a row. <laughs> That's insane. So I guess I guess long long answer short is like it's really based on what the NBA team needs, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're in a, we're in a period right now of uh, like a lot of injuries, but at the same time they still want to develop you. They still want to get you up and down. They want to make sure you're playing and getting reps. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's it's really fluid, and you kind of just have to be ready for whatever's thrown at you uh, before the. We'll get to this later, but before the Denver game, like I was in the play group and, and playing live against the coaches, not knowing if I was going to play or not. And then mm-hmm. Darwin's like, "Hey, be ready, be ready to shoot." So it's just a it's just a fluid process. 
um, it's something you just got to be ready for. And then when your number's called, just trying to make the most out of your opportunity. Right. Um, that's very impressive out of Max. Because he had, he had a very big dunk in Thursday's game yeah. in the G League game, the lefty dunk. But, um, yeah, I think I was just curious. Like I said, a lot of listeners would be curious because you're in a position where, I mean, you're basically on both teams, but, like, I look at you as a Laker. I'm sure you look at yourself as a Laker. It sounds like the organization is also, like, you're a, you're a L.A. Laker first, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like yeah. whatever they need, yeah. Um, and it's tough because I haven't really been around the NBA team, right? So, like, before, mm-hmm. before these games, I'm like – I was around during the Charlotte game, but that was just like a quick stint. I knew I probably wasn't going to play. The, most of the team was healthy. Um, but, yeah, just I feel like I haven't been around these guys. So, I'm like literally asking the coach before the game. I was like, hey, is there any like new sets that, like that they put in? Yeah. Is there any new actions? Like, yeah. And, uh, like, today we're doing 5 on 0 They're calling out stuff I haven't heard. So, I'm like, I'm paying attention to the, the spot I'm going to be in. So, oh, yeah. there's just stuff like that that you're constantly trying to make sure that, that you're aware of. Um I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just, a, it's a, it's a fluid process. You just gotta be ready to roll with the punches, right? I mean, I'm just coming back from an injury too, so I mean, I'm still on a minute restriction. My minute restriction got moved to 30 now, so it's just like a, it's just been a whirlwind in terms of, mm-hmm. like, uh, you're, you're with the G League team, you're with the NBA team for three games, and then just the travel is crazy too. Mm-hmm. We should actually probably touch on that because last episode you were heading into your MRI and that that went well, right? Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so MRI went really well. Um, first of all, an MRI is, is is a horrible thing. They gotta yeah, they gotta figure so out how to they gotta figure out how to make that process easier. I, there's there's no reason it should take 25 minutes with the technology that we have today to to scan a bone. Especially your like a lower body thing. It's like it feels like that could be way more in and out. Like it's like I'm not getting like a, a cat skin on my head on my That's brain, what I mean. right? Yeah, like, or like a, yeah, a heart problem. God forbid, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're just popping in your leg. It's, it seems like it should be way shorter. But did they put the headphones in and like ask you what music you wanted to listen to, or is that only when it's like your full body? Yeah, so this is a story I've really told a lot of people, right? So the second MRI that I got, <laughs> you're gonna love this, Patty. <laughs> so he puts the he puts the mute he puts the music on my like he gives me the headphones to listen to the music. I have like the earplugs in, and then he like rolls me into like the into the MRI booth and it gets caught around my neck so I'm literally like like literally oh my God. like this like almost getting suffocated I, I lift I lift it up off off me and I'm like <laughs> and it, so every single time I, I've been in there two times after that I've had the same MRI tech both times the, the same guy doing like my MRI and he's like laughing he's like laughing about it I'm like this this dude man <laughs> almost got strangled to death at the MRI yeah I almost got strangled this guy's laughing at me so yeah, I'm I'm listening That's to music. Insane, yeah. You're going yeah. in like expecting good news for your micro fracture, and you just come out like not being able to breathe. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was, and it was early in the morning. It was like seven fifteen in the morning when this oh, happened God. too. I was just I was just upset. But hey, man, it's uh, it's part of the process. To, yeah, yeah. It's, I guess it's a part of the process. You're just getting strangled in an MRI. But yeah, no. MRI went MRI went well. I uh, got the results shortly thereafter, and, and basically, what they said was that um, it didn't get any worse. So I'm, yeah. I'm just Up just keep on doing what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So my yeah, minute so restriction then, is thirty now, which is kind of an odd uh, minute restriction to have. Yeah, I was gonna 30. say it's basically like the whole game. Yeah, that's that's a lot of minutes. Yeah. So um, I, I'm fine with that. But yeah. 
but yeah, man. So so now it's just honestly just just trying to get back to 100%, working out more, getting getting my conditioning back. Not, I'm not as as worried as I was before, just because I knew like this MRI was coming up, and this was really gonna be my tell all of like if I get to keep on playing and keep on like getting better for I'm still being right. on minute restriction and all these different things. So super excited and just happy that uh, at least that part of it's over with. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So yeah, you, you played very well in that, in the G league game really quick on the G league, the squadron. It's very spread out. I've said this on the podcast before, but um, G league defenses are very spread out. It's like breakneck <laughs> speed. They're shooting every 20 seconds. Yeah. In watching the game, and then knowing how you play, it seemed like there was probably three or four threes that you were almost shocked how wide open you were and, like, couldn't really believe it, and it threw you off. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I remember getting a, a baseline pass from Dev Kennedy in, in the, the right corner, corner yeah. and, I, and I, like, took a deep breath, and I was, like, like kind of like, I was like, there's no way I'm this wide open right now. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, they, they've done a good job in the G League of, of, of scouting for me. I mean, even, like, my second game, I was getting top locked on everything. Like there was no, there wasn't like a lot of advantages that was created for me. And and part of that's like me not playing with my t- playing with, with the team that much yet. But like they've done a really good job of scouting me and trying to take me away because obviously they, they know the threat that I can be from three. Um, but that that game it kind of just opened up for me. I think we got out in the break a little bit more. We were able to kind of give me some open shots that I, n- I normally don't get. And um, I, I knocked out my first two. Felt good. Oh yeah. Uh, then you had the crazy up and under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scott, Scott was like foot I, under, up and under. Yeah. Scott was like, I taught you that. I'm like, all right, bro. I've been I've been doing this for my my whole life. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it, it just felt good to get my legs underneath me. I, I felt like I was finally getting into a rhythm playing. And the thing that's been kind of weird is that I'm playing like 22 minutes, but I'm playing like two 11 minute stretches though. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I play like so honestly, it's. It's, it's good for my conditioning, but it's tough because it's like at the end of those second 11 minutes, I'm like, yo, coach, like this is it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's like maximizing the minutes restriction. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're still getting them up, though. What were you, six for 14? 22 yeah, minutes? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Big once time. you get to like 42, I'm expecting like 28 threes attempted from Swider. Well, the thing about the G League, though, is that you get like. Everyone gets shots up. Oh yeah, it's insane. It's not like I was six for fourteen, and the next guy like didn't shoot like in college. Like Scotty got I up think fourteen. If you put me, I think if you put me on the blue coats, twelve points a game, maybe. <laughs> hey man, twelve points. Well, that, that'd be more than you though. I mean, factoring in the minutes restriction. But yeah, I, I mean, think not... I would average more points in the G League to this point, healthy, than you would hurt. That's hey, man, that's, that, 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 that's a hot take, but <laughs> shoot. But, um, yeah, so then the next night, uh, I mean, you're talking about playing 11 minutes in a row. Next night you're playing Atlanta. You guys are blowing their doors off in the first half. I think all your fans, the friends or the fans of the pod are getting a little excited. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it might be swider territory, like all fourth quarter. You're like, oh, like you might get in earlier – Hawks as they do they they kind of like tighten up it was like an annoying comeback because you knew you yeah. guys were still going to win by double digits but they somewhat made it interesting yeah. but long story short you get in at the end of the game I think there's like 135 left yep second possession let it fly bang <laughs> what was kind of going through your head when you when you check in the game 
Are you... Because <clears throat> this is where... Again, I'm going to talk about myself. That was the most I've ever related to an NBA player. Watching you yep. do it. Because I knew the exact feeling you were you had when you checked in the game. You're like, if I get any daylight, I'm just throwing it at the hoop. So, it's funny because they put in their, their bench unit. And Coach Ham was like, alright, we need like one more score or something like that. So, he didn't put us in right away. So, me and Scotty are looking at each other like, alright, we're going to get in. Like, yeah. And initially, he he didn't call me up to the to the uh, the table. So me and Scotty are sitting next to each other because he called up Wenyin, he called up like K Nine DJ. Uh, I don't know, but basically, like once they put like like our, one of our other coaches was like, "Go get Wenyin back." You know what I mean? And me and Scotty went went up. Um, so we end up end up finishing out the game, but like when when I checked into the game I was like wow man this has been a long process getting back to this point you know what I mean like my the first game of the year I played against Golden State and after that I haven't been able to check in like it's like it was just an honor to be able to like check back in in the NBA right like everyone just kind of like works for those moments and works for those things and then Scotty told me he's like yo I'm going to run a play for you and get you a shot because he scored his first NBA points mm-hmm. um Max obviously has scored a bunch and I was kind of I was the last guy that, that hasn't scored yet right um, so we ran a play, uh, and then Max came and gave me, gave me a handoff. And I was like, the way I saw it, like these guys moving, like they weren't very excited to be in the game. These guys at the end of the yeah. game. Oh yeah. You had so, some daylight. Yeah. So I saw it. I was like, all right, this is going to be open handoff, reject it. You know me, the swider move, yep. just raise up. And then I, I knew it was good when it left my hands. It felt, felt good. I, I worked out for like that, that day, like. So shout out to Coach Jordan Ott. He's been my he's been my coach. Everyone in the NBA has like a position coach, a guy who kind of mm-hmm. like uh, looks out for him. Jordan Ott's been working out, working me out thirty minutes before before the games, like like a thirty minute full workout, sweat workout, like making sure my, my I'm getting my rhythm back and everything like that. Knowing that I'm I'm probably not going to play as much, but um, right. just make, just help me get back in shape. Just just because in the NBA. A lot of these two ways get called up and they and they go back to the G League and they're out of shape and they're not playing as well. So Jordan was working me out 30 minutes before the game, got a lot of shots. I was in rhythm. We made sure I took some shots at halftime because we were up by 20 at half. I was gonna and, ask. Uh, that. It, it, it knocked it down, knocked it down. So it was it was big relief to get that off my back. Yeah, I mean, first NBA bucket is just like unbelievable, and I don't know, like. All your family members, all your friends, like you're th- that's like one of those surreal moments where you actually go back to that type of stuff and think like, holy shit, I actually this actually happened in real life. You know what I mean? It's crazy because like, let's say I I was to never score again, like no one can take that from me that I scored in the NBA yeah, game. You scored in the NBA. It's like I don't know. It's just one of those things that like there's. Valid proof that I was an NBA player, right? It's like it's just one of those things that is like no. At the end of the day, like like a, a, a guy could have a great college career and never have that. A guy yeah. could have you know what I mean. All these different things and like you work, you work and work and work to get to that that point, that moment, and it just felt so good. And then that, like a, after the game, um, I grabbed the game ball, brought it brought it to the back, grabbed it for my oh, dad. That's my awesome. dad's gonna, my dad's gonna put it up and everything like that. Yeah. But Pat Pat Bev came up to me. He's like, "Yo, make sure you get that game ball. Like, it's a big moment for you." Um, and the, all the guys are great. After on the plane, uh, we were going to Sacramento the next day or for the for the game the next day. And, and Bron and AD were talking about their first buckets. And 
uh, it, it was great. They, they kind of like related to me and uh, special moment, special moment. And having I had my agent there, um, and he was super excited for me too. Yeah, I mean that's unbelievable. Like you said, <laughs> not only is it your first NBA bucket, and so many people have never done that. Like so many basketball, everyone who picks up a basketball like dreams of that moment. But then you're yeah. sitting on a plane with LeBron James, and he's like talking to you about. I don't know. Imagine saying that like a couple of years ago. It's so surreal because I, I've been the biggest LeBron James fan for my, for my whole mm-hmm. entire life. Yeah, I can I can attest to that. It was actually annoying so, last year. Yeah, so we're actually on the we're actually on the plane, and uh, LeBron's asking everyone who who their favorite player was like growing up. And he asked me, he's like, "Who was your favorite player?" I'm like, "Come on!" Like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, who, "Who was it?" I was like, "It, it was you." He's like, "Oh, my man!" I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, it was you like eight months ago." <laughs> yeah, like I would have said you when I was 14. Like, yeah. it, it hasn't changed. My answer no, hasn't not changed. Not at all. Um, yeah, that's unbelievable. He's also talking to you about his first bucket, and like he's about to score more points than anyone who's ever played basketball. It's unreal. I mean, he he. I think, like, he was talking about it before that game as well because I think he had, like, this exclusive interview with David Miniman. Yeah, so I watched this. Cuse guy. Yeah, yeah David Miniman, Cuse guy, in our locker room before every single game. Yeah, he's a reporter, he had, yeah. It's actually cool. He actually, um, A, he told me he would come on the pod. B, he had a Syracuse kid with him in Denver that was home for break, um, and he brought him in the locker room. Super, like, really? this kid was a freshman at Syracuse. Yeah, he, uh-huh. he was leaving the next day. Um, but it, it, it's awesome just having like just having a, a Syracuse guy bringing Syracuse kids in. It just makes you like feel good about. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. He really uh, he like looks out for Cuse people. I slid in his DMs last year when I was like looking for a job and like maybe thinking about something in sports. And, and he responded. I bet. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, big paragraph. Yeah. But yeah, shout out McMenamin. That was actually yeah. You did a very good job in the interview. And I mean, LeBron makes basically anything. Interesting. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Speaking of LeBron, the next night you guys play the Kings. Insane game. LeBron has another 35, 9, and 8. I don't know the exact stats, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just just basically another day at the office for him. It was uh, it was unbelievable watching that game because it was just two teams that are, like, fighting. Like, the Kings are obviously fighting to get in the playoffs for the first time in a while. We're fighting to get back in the mix. Like, we won four in a row at that time. The Kings had beat us four times, including two times in the preseason, two times in the regular season. So, Coach Ham had been talking about it, like, hey, we got to get these guys. we got to get these guys. And then, Braun, Russ, Dennis, Thomas, like, they, they just took over the game. And mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox, I don't know what it is with him against us, but the last time we played against him, too, like, he was hitting big shot after big shot. And then he, he looked like he was doing that again. And then we, we kind of got a foul call at the end, and... It was crazy. <laughs> so, we, the, the next day, we're in the, we're, or two days later, we're in, we're in the locker room against Denver. And uh, we're kind of talking about, like, the referees in the NBA and how many, like, Tim, the Tim Donahue. Uh, yeah. Have you seen that? Have you seen that uh, documentary? Yeah, I watched that doc. It's just 90 minutes of people, everyone on the screen is just lying their ass off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> they talk about basically like Michael Jordan did a, in that documentary they talk about how Michael Jordan did a spin move and Tim Donahue called a travel on him Phil Jackson's like no you don't call a travel on him the NBA wants that highlight yeah so in the Kings game this dude LeBron takes one two then a euro and then lays it up 
and he said LeBron said that he he said travel like as he was doing it (laughs) as he was doing he was like travel and then laid it up and scored it and it's just like it's so funny like how if I were to do that they would call that travel 100% of the time 100% yeah but like some of these other guys you know what I mean it's (laughs) that's so funny alright and it's LeBron was getting too, on the- like that's the worst type of N- NBA fan that like bitches about like oh LeBron travels or like LeBron flops. It's like shut up. Like just watch the game. It makes it way more entertaining. Yeah, like just just watch greatness. Like <laughs> yeah, appreciate honestly. greatness. There's a 38 year old out there being the best player on the court every single night. Like when we don't have AD, he's the he's probably the best player in the league. Like it's it's unreal. Yeah. Like he won he won Western Conference Player of the Week and he's 38. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, that graphic is insane, too. It's like, it says Player of the Week, and then it does the stats. I sent it to you. 66 times? Yeah. (laughs) I sent it to you. And, uh, I mean, not to embarrass you, because he's your teammate now, but as you were saying on the plane, he is still your favorite player. And you were like, dude, is this guy real? (laughs) He's, like, actually a superhuman. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've been fully swayed. I was never... I never hated LeBron, but I wasn't, like, a LeBron fan. And now it's like I watch your games, and I'm like, wow, this guy's very fun to root for. It's so funny because my dad's the same way. He was never a LeBron guy. He was never well, a Russ guy. He's a Celtics guy. guy, right? Oh, big, big Celtics Larry Bird. Yeah, like you can't, you can't Paul like, Pierce. You can't like LeBron if you're a Celtics fan. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's so funny. It's like, I've totally, it's like, obviously, my, his son's on Lakers now, so it's, e- it's easy yeah, to root for those guys. He's like college pretty quick. Yeah, but it's like. He's like it's just to- it's just so crazy to me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I mean, I guess we we keep it moving here a little bit. This will be somewhat short of an episode for the listeners because uh, Swire's got to get to a G League game. It was tough to get a guest this week. Tough to find time to record because, like we said, Swire played ten games in the last six days. So, <laughs> but um, you you seem to get really really confused with days of the week before. So I'll take this. I'll take this segment here. So Thursday you play G League, Friday you play against the Hawks, Saturday at Sacramento, Sunday off, Monday at Denver. Well, after Sacramento, we fly to Denver, and we don't get into Denver until 6 a.m. Oh, my God. Mountain time or uh, Pacific? No, mountain. Mountain, Wow. Okay. All right. So 6 6 a.m. mountain time. And uh, so I'm like, all right, like, what do I do here? Do I sleep till noon? Like, I'm not trying to mess up my whole entire day sleep schedule. So I slept till like noon, and after that we went to the gym and stuff like that. But it, that, that's it's part of the NBA. Like, literally, like LeBron's like, yeah, this happens all the time. I'm like, bro, I'm messed up. <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna say you're like the most regimented kid I know. It's like, yeah, I was like, I'm but, messed up. But but yeah, that, that's a little little tidbit there. Just talking about NBA travel. Yeah, that's insane. Um. Wait, so then noon, do you, did you guys have a shoot-around, or did you just scrap it on a day like that? Yeah, so basically just the young guys. The young guys got it, got it in at uh, uh, at 3 o'clock. So. Okay, so like the, the more established guys, maybe not. But, okay, so you're going through the day. You said you played pickup with the coaching staff. You're kind of going through, like, I mean, what, what's that after shoot-around? And then you kind of, like, actually get a sweat in. Yeah, so the, the the day of the game on Monday, uh, I, I do a twenty minute workout in the morning. It's optional shooting, so like we didn't have any like team stuff during the morning. Optional shooting, doing all like the my individual workout, and it's my first time really working out in Denver. 
And if you've never been to Denver, it's called the Mile High City because the elevation is right. a mile high, a mile off the ground. Um, and basically, like it's like kind of like breathing through like a straw a little bit. Is like it as advertised? Get, I mean, it's not as bad as as, as maybe like it, it is advertised. Like like people say like oh like I can't I can't even think <laughs> like you can't you can't breathe. Yeah. But but it does take it does take a little bit to get used to. So right. basically, um, it was it was good to, it was good to get. It was good to get some some workouts and to kind of get used to it. Um, so the day of the game, I get a twenty minute workout in. I'm like I'm almost like I'm like breathing heavy. I'm like damn, I'm out of shape. And then I remember it's like oh, it's the elevation. Um, and then after that, we went back to my pregame routine. And then before the game, we're working out again. But instead of having me do my individual shooting time, they had me, Scotty, and, and DJ Damian Jones um, play three on three versus the coaches for the, our twenty minute time slot. So I'm like, all right, like I'm. So basically, like, their, their, yeah, their whole thing was like, you guys probably aren't gonna play tonight. So we want to get you guys some like, at least like some game reps, like not not put you guys in harm's way of getting you guys Uh hurt because no, that makes sense. But if if Scotty and and Cole are gonna go play in the G League on Wednesday, like we want to at least have them get some live reps because they're not getting those reps in the G League for the games. Yeah, exactly. So. We played that for 20 minutes. Good, good, good workout, good sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you lighting up the I'm coaches? All, oh, of course, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just it's, it's part of it. Um, and then after that, we, we ended up getting off the court, walking back. And when I'm walking back, I see Coach Ham on the way. Kind of kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but he's like, hey, man, be ready tonight to shoot. I'm like, oh, shoot. All right, yeah, let, me, let me just okay. change my mental state. Yeah. Like, I, I got to I gotta get ready for a game. So go back to the locker room, and then I get on the iPad and watch – the Nuggets' last two games, just to try and get as prepared as I can for the game. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, nah, the, the the pregame stuff is is different. But I think I think for me, I'm a big preparation guy, mentally mm-hmm. mentally trying mentally prepare myself, and that was a really good test for me to, to show myself was like, hey, like like obviously not expecting to play. Le- obviously, it was big that LeBron didn't play because it, it it gave a guy like me an opportunity to to play in the game. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron was out, um, and and basically Coach Ham gave, gave me the the green light to go out there and play, and, and obviously he played me a lot of minutes that night, so I'm just very thankful for that. Yeah, I mean it was unbelievable seeing you check in. Um, you played, you checked in with three thirty left ish in the first quarter, yeah. and played straight through till about five thirty left in the second quarter. So when you go in in that scenario, is it? Um, like, were you expecting to get a, a, a long stretch there, or are you just kind of expecting to finish the quarter? So, like, we've talked about this on the podcast a couple times. Like they usually map the NBA, it out, right? There is usually mapped out minutes, but mm-hmm. the coach can obviously scratch it mm-hmm. based on what, what he wants. So, usually the first quarter, everything's mapped out, like when, when mm-hmm. players are going in. Um, but I think Coach Ham saw the way I was playing, and, and I, I just wanted to affect the game in a positive sense, right? So, I think I grabbed a couple rebounds at first. Oh, 100%, I, I, yep. I got assist. I, I got I got like a tip steal to to K none, um, and just kind of get my feet wet like that. Because you know, as a shooter, if you, if you go in and launch the first one, it's not a good shot. Then that affects the rest of your game. Hundred percent. So basically, I just wanted to go in there, and make a positive impact, try and try and be, take the best shots I could, and uh, it, it resulted in me playing ten straight minutes. Did I think that was going to happen? No, because 
Sterling Brown on a 10-day was, was going in for three minutes at the end of the quarter to give LeBron a rest, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So I don't know if I was going to get those minutes. And then Coach Ham just kind of – he goes with the flow of the game a lot, and I think that's mm-hmm. one of the one of the great things about him, at least for a guy in my position, is that he goes with the flow. If, if, if a group's working, if a defense is working, and we can touch on this a little bit, people say you never play zone in the NBA. The zone won't prepare you for the NBA. We played seven minutes of zone in my first ten minutes. So <laughs> – do you Shout think out Coach that to like going with you at all. What I will say is that I, I am, I am a good zone defender. Yeah, you knew exactly what you were doing immediately. I, I am a good zone defender. I think that, that that definitely helped me, right? Right. But I'm I sure think he's this, not thinking that on the bench. That yeah. Like, oh, he played at Syracuse. Let's throw him in. But um, yeah, I, what I, what I will say is the zone was working. Oh, and I was, was I was in the group that it yep. was working in. You're also so rebounded that, well out of it. Yeah, I think you got two boards out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you came in and immediately played really, really well. You looked comfortable like right away, which is very impressive for someone in your shoes. Um, there's two plays I want to go over specifically. The one is the DHO with Wenyon, where he had a huge quarter. You guys, I feel like you two especially kind of came in and just changed the pace and the complexity of the game. You come off that DHO, they jump out, you little pocket pass. When you're backing down, I mean, they clearly scouted for you. And both of them, I, I, I forget if it was Jokic guarding Wenyon or whoever was guarding Wenyon, but did you feel like, um, I don't know, that's got to give you confidence going forward because your gravity as a shooter immediately works in your first stint you know, on an NBA court. And that just yeah. opened up a wide open dunk for Wenyon. So, how'd that kind of yeah. feel like? Because well, hitting a three is one thing, but like throwing a good pass, getting a couple boards, it's like, all right, I'm really in the game now. I think that's one of the biggest things that I, I want to be in the NBA. I don't want to just be a, a spot shooter, right? A guy who just sits in the corner. I want to be a guy that, at the end of the day, like I can go out there and play and affect the game, even if I'm not five for five from three, right? Right. And I think that's the, the biggest part of one of the reasons why I am out there as a shooter is not only to make shots, but to give guys like Russ and LeBron and, and AD and Kendrick Nunn and uh, Dennis Schroeder, like give those guys space so they can Lindsay. they can do what they, they can do what they do, and they don't have to play against a, a stacked defense. They don't have to play against a wall. So, I think me being out there, come off that dribble handoff, and two guys jumping out at me, like I'm not a selfish player. Like I like I'll make that that bounce pass, and just having that that aura that 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 space on the floor like gives those guys an opportunity like I think Russ had a couple driving lanes that he may not have had maybe maybe I'm biased maybe I'm maybe no, he, he yeah. would have had those no it helps but, 100% but I, I think just that that aura that space and, and for me it's like all right, now I just gotta adjust defensively like what can I do to defend the four and I, I think I had a good matchup last game I was on a King Carr uh, re- re- really really good uh power forward from, from overseas who mm-hmm. plays a really good role for them. But it was a good matchup for me to kind of get my feet wet, and I thought I got some good stops on, on, on some switches, which was which was big for me. Got a stop on Jamal Murray, which is, which is big. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. There, there's um, a stretcher regarding Aaron Gordon. You held up well. Got yeah. switch on to Jamal Murray. I think he was he, he probably thought in his head it was food, and you, you locked him up. So <laughs> I was very impressed. And, uh, I, think, I think Lakers Twitter was impressed, too. Not that I check it every day, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it was uh, it was it was a great first game. Um, super, 
just blessed and thankful that I got that opportunity. And I, I was, I mean, all you can do is prepare for that moment. You, you can never guarantee results, and that's one of the things I live by is just preparing for each and every moment, mm-hmm. and uh, and just taking the results as they may. Yep. And then the other play I want to go over is that three from the corner. I mean, you shot it before you got the ball. That was a hundred percent decided in your mind. As soon as my fingertips get this, I'm throwing it at the hoop, and it was. The degree of difficulty on that was an 11 <laughs> out of 10, and it went straight in. I was like, holy shit, like, he's here now. Yeah, so, so, sometimes uh, fate works in your favor, I think. <laughs> so, I, uh, obviously, like, as a shooter, you have the most confidence in yourself to, to make those shots. And it's funny because we have been working on that type of type of play. Like, my, my position coach, Jordan Ott, he actually works with Joe Harris, right? So, like... He talks about all the time how Joe would kind of get those shots off, and and, mm-hmm. and you've seen me do that before. Just like a quick stare oh, down, get the hand down, and, and yeah. then shoot it. So it's something that that, that we were working on the, throughout the whole entire weekend. It's funny that my first three that I make is is that shot exactly. Yeah, does a keep it high moment. Um, yeah. Our guy Charlie Torres too quote tweeted it. Said I forget what did he say left side something left hip left hip bang left hip. yeah <laughs> yeah shout out Charlie our guy. I want to have him back on the pod, and when I come out to LA, I definitely want to meet him in person. But yeah, we'll, we'll get him on for a draft. He, he's always yeah, a he's always a, he's always a guaranteed guest. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, congrats from the entire fan base, from me to you as your friend. That was I know how hard you work for that. Everyone out there knows how hard you work for that. So that was a pretty surreal experience for us all, and I'm sure Appreciate it's the same it, for you. So I mean. Great game. You're with the Lakers now, too. So, yep. Um, yeah, we'll be updating each week like we do every week. But Swider actually has to cut out to go to support his G League teammates. But before we go this week, like we did with the uh, college football playoff, we're going to do a quick prediction of the NFL playoffs as they do start this week, Swider. Um, I'm looking at the bracket, studying the AFC side, which – might not be deeper, but it definitely has more heavy hitters. I do not yeah. see the New England Patriots on it. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, coming from a coming from a podcast where we have two New England Patriots fans, I, I uh, really disappointed how the season ended from the Raiders game to. I mean, that was the most. Just, just, <laughs> that was the most. Just, just very, just very disappointed. Just how the season ended for us. Um, had a lot of close losses and not 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 happy with some of the offensive play calling. But I mean, I, I know how hard it is to win in the NFL, and uh, yeah, Miami got that last spot. So let's, let's just go over the AFC real quick. <laughs> I mean, I got I got I'm, for the, for the first weekend in the AFC, I'm gonna go. I got there's the Chargers also, beating there's Jacksonville. There's also a good chance that we all just have the same bracket, but whatever. Go on. Yes, yeah, that's, that's fine. I got the Chargers beating Jacksonville. I got Cincinnati beating Baltimore because Lamar is not going to play. It doesn't look like he's going to play. They said he's uh, still having very bad swelling. And then uh, I got Buffalo never over good. Miami. Never, never good to have to, to have extreme extreme swelling. I think I saw extreme swelling. Uh, Buffalo over Miami. Yeah, I have the same thing. Except I think Dougie P beats the Chargers. Wow. Wow. I'm with Swider on this one. I got Buffalo, Cincinnati. Same thing. Chargers, yeah. All right, let's do next round. Who you got? AFC Championship game, your prediction. In the AFC Divisional round, 
I'm going to go Kansas City. And Buffalo. Because Noah Gray, Noah Gray, friend of the pod. Right. Uh, I want him to get a Super Bowl. Now that the Patriots are out, I, I, I want the Sweater Show to be involved. That uh, would be big for us if he won the Super Bowl. Maybe we should just, that, as, a, as a show, yeah. root for that. But but you will not root for that. <laughs> no. Yeah. We'll see, though. I mean, he's and a close got, personal friend. I did great on that interview, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll probably go oh it's a tough one I love Joe Burrow I love the way I think he's the next time I, I think he's going to be the, the closest next to Tom Brady type of player because okay. he's just so solid yeah. um, I'm actually going to go Cincinnati on this next one I, wow, I, I don't nice, think Josh a nice rematch the way, the way, the way Josh Allen uh, he's just too turnover prone for me right now Okay. for, for, a, for a Super Bowl winning quarterback that's interesting going against the Bills Given recent events, an AFC Championship rematch for Swider. I have I have chalk, so I have Kansas City playing the Bills. Okay, Adam. Yeah, I have the. I took the Bengals also. I'm not just copying what Swider says. I have it all typed out. All right, here we go. Yeah. Uh, but Josh Allen is turnover machine. Like they, their offense is not as good as Cincinnati's right now. In these last ten weeks, Cincinnati's on a tear, and Josh Allen's going home early. Wow. Wow. All right, so who wins the AFC? Who wins that game? Noah Gray. 86-yard touchdown. Yep, I'm I'm going Noah Gray and the Kansas City Chiefs, and they will be in the Super Bowl. All right, I agree. Let's go to the other side. NFC. You know know I'm going to go with GOAT. I'm going to go with the GOAT, man. I I, I think Dak, similar to to Josh Allen. Yeah, he's awesome. Two turnover prone, not ready for the moment. I, I love Dak. I, I love him, but I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I'm actually going to go with an upset here. I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. I'm not I a believer the in Kirk Cousins. Win? I love Brian Dayball. I love the way yeah. he coaches. He's a savage. I'm going to go Giants over Minnesota. And then um, uh, San Francisco is just too good. I think they're, I think they'll be right right there with the the Eagles in the NFC Championship. Um, okay. I'm kind of spoiling my next pick, but I'm gonna go no, with San fine. Francisco. Keep, over, keep moving San, along. San Wait, Francisco so, over Seattle. All right, so your championship is Niners Eagles. Mine is also Niners Eagles, but I think the Cowboys beat the Bucks, and I think the Vikings beat the Giants. Okay, Adam, you're just gonna agree with Cole again? No, not even close. No. <laughs> Tom Brady, of course. Right. Vikings and then San Francisco and then I have Philly losing to Brady and okay. um, the Niners losing to Kirk Cousins. So my NFC Championship <laughs> in years and the Vikings. Oh, it's going back to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl versus Adam. I kind of love that because you're making this segment at least a little bit interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Wow. Wait. So you, so you said Bucks over Chiefs in the Super Bowl? That's right. Wow. wow. I. Uh... I don't see them beating San Francisco. I don't. I, I I can see them beating. I can see them beating Philadelphia. But like I can't see them beating hypothetically. San I just think the Bucks like, aren't that good, and people get all wrapped. up. I don't think they're that good either. Which I understand, but like, yeah. So I have a complete chalky Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl Eagles celebrating for the second time in five years. <laughs> Dynasty. Yep. Two different coaches. Yeah, I mean the other coach is already a four seed, so 
whoever <laughs> we have on the sideline, they just churn out W's. But um, sure. What was I gonna say? Oh, also, I was saying this offline to Adam Swider. Before the season on FanDuel, I have a bet. Five dollars to win four hundred and eighty for the Super Bowl matchup to be Chiefs Eagles. Wow. I was looking at it this morning. If I were to do that now, it's like plus six hundred. Yeah, so no, it's be not five even... to win like thirty. Yeah, yeah exactly. So look, I mean, look if, at you. If if that happens, I think I gotta quit podcasting and my job and just become a full time sports gambler. Are you uh are you a believer in Jalen Hurts right now after the injury? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I think he's fine. He didn't look okay. great last week, but that's I mean that's just a tune up. Look, yeah, I, I, I was just asking. I, I don't disagree with you. I was just asking. Right there. Yep. It's the biggest mug in the entire world. Burnt. Yep. But all right. Um, I don't. I forgot. I completely forget how we did with the college football one. I just remember making fun of Swider for Michigan Ohio State both being in it, and they actually were, were both in it. But hopefully the Super Bowl is more entertaining than the the national championship yeah. was. Yep. But um, yeah, thanks for sticking around for our probably. Pretty accurate predictions, just because we went completely chalk. But um, Swider, you enjoy the G League game. I will. I will, man. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Uh, congrats again on an unbelievable week for all of us, but especially you, Cole. And uh, yeah, go Lakers. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I'm gonna go watch Scottie Pippen Jr. probably have 40 tonight. So uh, yeah, yeah. If if you have ESPN Plus, then tune in to to watch Scottie play because he's he's the best player. In the unbelievable, game. unbelievable. Wait. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show. Swider show at gmail.com and of course if you haven't already make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week cool Swider show with patty casey is presented by blue wire podcast and our executive producer is adam lewis Swider show is created by cole swider patty casey and producer adam lewis all rights reserved thank you guys we'll see you next week